0: And welcome to the soul of business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett, and my guest today is uh, Michelle Vandepass. And we're going to be doing some really, I think, interesting exploration of the nature of purpose at work, and how do you actually bring purpose into the workplace? Yeah, you know, every business has got a purpose of some sort. You know, some people would call call that the mission, um, but yeah, how does an individual actually not only access the purpose of the business, but how do they bring their own purpose to what it is that they're doing? And I think that's an absolutely perfect topic for this day in uh, uh, this day and time and uh, you know in which we're living right now, emerging from the pandemic and uh, on the aftermath of some social unrest, you know where does purpose live? Yeah you know, how does uh, how does it actually make a difference in what it is that we do? So, uh, Michelle, I want to just welcome you, and thank you for taking the time to join me.
1: Yeah, this is great. Thank you, Blaine. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's just jump into this. Um, the soul of business is what I call this uh, this little missive. Uh, when you hear the soul of business, what does that kind of bring up for you? That's a, This is a question I ask all my guests. In some yeah, way shape or yeah. Love that we'll question. So I,
1: I tend I tend to work with entrepreneurs and small businesses more than big corporations. And an exercise that I often have my leaders, my CEOs and business leaders go through is to envision. We're going to get a little woo-woo here, is that okay, Blaine?
0: Oh, well, that's, so, that's just fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> I it's love to en-
1: envision your business as its own bubble of energy outside of you with its, own, with its own purpose, its own soul. So when you say that to me, what I think about is how I have led business owners through this exercise of connecting with an entity outside of themselves that is their business, and then asking their business a series of questions. What do you need from me? Yes. How can I help you? how can I support you? Where would you like to see the money be spent? What's the best use of the money, right? And so when you ask that question, what it evokes in me is really how do we connect to the soul of the business, not what is the soul of the business. How do we connect to it, right? And so once we and, and whether you make it up, whether you believe in all this woo-woo stuff, it doesn't matter, right? It's an exercise in connecting with a deeper part of you, a deeper part of the business, the mission, the purpose that helps you do what is best for the business and yourself and everybody on the team.
0: Yeah, I, I love that answer, uh, in part because it, uh, it, it, it speaks to the use of the imagination, because uh, I, I imagine this entity out here, and then I imagine like a, a conversation with what is essentially an inanimate object, you know, so to speak. And it's a an, yeah, you know, it's a conversation I, with an idea because a, a business is just an idea. Um, and you know, you know, regular listeners to this uh, the show have heard me say this before. But you know, the imagination is the gateway to the soul, and if I'm actually you know, approaching it from that, whether it is or isn't is irrelevant. But if I approach it from that perspective. Um, It starts to tap into, in your words, connection. It starts to make a very interesting dynamic possible. And one of the attributes that I've experienced, you know, when I'm connecting in that way is I feel a lot more alive. There's there's just this sense of aliveness. It seems to permeate not only what I am, but also what I'm doing. Yeah, there's a spark that animates. And that's really kind of cool.
1: Yeah. The the imagination, I might also uh, call it creativity, is Mm -hmm. sort of the seat of the soul, right? It is that spark that um, leads to the next thing. And whether it's imagination, whether it's perceived or real, doesn't really matter. It helps us get into a place in our subconscious or our other conscious that can help connect us to things that cause inspiration that bring us those ideas that come when we're out on a walk or playing tennis or in the shower. We've all had those and we've all had heard other leaders to say, oh, I get my best ideas in the shower. It's because we're letting go, letting God, as they say, or whatever your belief system is, but it's connecting to that inspiration and you've got to get out of your own way. So whatever oh. tool helps you do that is how you connect to the soul of business
0: yeah i, I love that um you know I, I, I was doing an interview with a couple of uh, very interesting gentlemen earlier today and the focus was architecting curiosity mm. yeah, how do you architect curiosity and i love that just the the combination of those two words first of all you know they were using architect as a verb not as a noun uh, but then curiosity you know, just the, the exploration that comes with that you know, that's sort of an inquiry um, and as you're talking about soul connection and connect, you know, connecting with asking questions you know, just the notion of architecting comes comes into mind here and I'll put it back in the vernacular that you that you work with uh, around purpose you know, how do you architect access to purpose
1: mm. Wow, so I haven't used that word architect in, in a verb-like way before, so I have to think about that. But let me say first, what I would tell everybody to just really embody is that your purpose is not your work. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is how you express out into the world, and you may do that through work. But you may also do that in other ways. There are plenty of people whose work has changed throughout their lives, but they have still lived a life of purpose. And I think when we're not connected with purpose, we ask a lot of questions like, what work should I be doing? What? And we take all these quizzes online, like what's the right career for me? Or, yeah. you know, all those kinds of things. And really purpose is something that is expressed, it is, I like to see it as how we express our love in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. I run three very busy, busy businesses now. I've had other businesses throughout my life. I consider myself an entrepreneur. And that's how I express my love out in the world. But I would say that if for some reason my business closed down, I'm not lost or devoid of purpose.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think that is really relevant today more than ever as businesses, you know, some you know, won't emerge, uh, some will emerge into a world that has fundamentally shifted. So going back to what was is, is almost a non-starter, is an option. Um, and if my identity, and, and partly what I hear there is my identity being tied up into a form, uh, yeah, that form having a specific shape. I'm going to be pretty vulnerable uh, in one sense, uh, but if I, yeah, if, if I can step back and, you know, I was talking to one of my grandkids the other day. I love this, um, and they said, yeah, you know, when are you going to retire? And um, and they were doing some some work in school, and uh, retirement came up, and I, I kind of looked at him and I said, yeah, I, I can't imagine retiring. You know, why would I want to stop doing what I love the most? And it, it, it struck me that, you know, my, my work is an expression of who I am. It's, it's, um, I do who I am. Right. And, and it, to your point, it has changed over the decades. It's changed over the, over the span of my career. Uh, what I do today has a different flavor and nuance to it than what I did 15, 20, 40 years ago. Um, it's still kind of in the same genre, but, uh, it, it looks completely different and, And I find myself, you know, being really agile in the sense of being able to pivot, to use the vernacular today. Uh, I'm more creative today. I think I've been more productive in the last four four months uh, than I have been probably in the last five years. Uh, Wow. And and, and specifically because, you know, the form of my business, I mean, literally went away uh, in January when we started closing everything down and I had to do something to keep expressing who I am, or I was going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. it's going to go crazy.
1: Absolutely, and Yeah. There's a couple examples that come to mind. One that most women everywhere will resonate with, which is your purpose is your kids. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden your kids are gone. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, you know, um, i'm i'm probably you know we're probably close to the same age when you talk about being in business for 40 years you know i i relate to that but i have a 16 year old and you know i i'm like oh my gosh she's gonna be you know leaving soon i can feel it like every few months i feel her like already moving out the door a little bit right um emotionally if not physically and that's how it's supposed to go but even i who have done a life's work of of, um, exploration into purpose can feel it. So even though we know something doesn't make it easier right. to discern, right? But um, Mother Teresa is one of my favorite examples. You know, she was a elementary school teacher for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her, I forgot the vernacular around the, the Catholic church, but her higher up mother, you know what that is called Mother Superior. yeah mother mm-hmm. superior thank you um you know told her that that was her purpose and her place in the world right mm-hmm. and she had to fight she said i am i have been given this call to go work with the poorest of the poor in the world i have been mm-hmm. Um, I got my my orders directly, like she said, I've been called, I can feel it, and Mother Superior was like, no, this is your purpose, we need you here at the school, and so purpose is a kind of a funny thing, right, you have to feel it inside, and for her, it did end up being her life's work, but if for some reason, if she didn't go to India, do we think for a minute that she wouldn't have found a different way to express that? I'm sure she would have.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she would have just, you know, she was, she was pretty tough. Yeah, I, I yeah. know a couple of folks, a fair amount of time with her. Uh, and the stories that they've recounted, uh you know, just kind of speak to that singleness uh, of uh, focus. Right. Yeah, she was and, not going to be late. If and I know just-
1: she was, she was a good business person and, and had a good foundation and a solid financial foundation. Yeah. So that's one of, one of the stories, you know, there's many role models we can look to, people who have had to pivoted, pivot, change careers for whatever reason, you know.
0: Well, I was struck by your story about Mother Teresa in, in one sense, because you use two words, purpose and place. And it's interesting the way those two get conflated. They, are, they actually, I mean, you have to be, and your purpose is to be here. Your purpose is in this place. And when you start combining purpose and locale, it starts to get a little funny, I think, in terms of how it it gets constrained in terms of how it gets expressed. Purpose.
1: We are uh, always a product of where we're planted and the cards Mm -hmm. we've been dealt. And that's what we work with. Can we deal ourselves new cards? Sometimes. You know? Can we move sometimes. Um, COVID has really kind of shown us that we're going back to our grandmother's times and probably people are younger than us great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother's times where you learn to really dance around your kitchen and enjoy your garden. And yeah. find purpose and meaning in the simple things. And COVID has brought us back to that a little bit, I think. And in, in my mind, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's certainly true for me. I grew up on a farm in Oregon. And, uh, you know, I'm up here on Whidbey Island uh, near Seattle right now. But I, yeah, I just look forward to getting out and working in the, the garden. Yeah. Getting out. And we've got, like I mentioned to you before we started the broadcast, I've got more deer running around here than we actually have people on this island. And this is the longest period of time in 46 years, 44 years that I have not been on an airplane. And wow. I cannot tell you how much I have relished that. I don't know if I'm going to get back on another airplane. Honest to God, I don't. It's just kind of like, why would I want to leave this? There's there's an equanimity. There's a a solace. There's a centering that kind of comes from being able to do simple things that uh, have a human pace and a human scale to them.
1: I want to talk about that for a minute because I think that's really important. I also live in the country, and I wake up every day saying, I am so blessed at this time of 2020 to live in a place where I can breathe. And let's be real, I'm a white woman, lots of privilege in a place where I'm happy living. And so how do people who don't live where we are, who maybe aren't older white people, who don't have the same kind of privilege that you and I might have, how can they find purpose? And I'm not just talking about people people of color. There's a million ways to express here in the world, billions of ways to express who you are in the world. And some people are um, in the middle of Brooklyn and haven't been able to go out of their house for months, right? How do you find purpose in that? Mm
0: -hmm. How do
1: you find purpose if you're a single mom stuck with your three, and I say stuck, I love kids, right? But in your apartment with yeah. three kids under 10 as a single mom trying to make a living in homeschool right now, that's a difficult place. That and I crazy. think, right? But there's purpose for everybody. and mm. And I know that we're talking about business here, but first you have to hook into, you have a purpose just because you're alive.
0: That's, yeah. And um, you, you say that you know, I know we're talking about business I, I don't think that there's a demarcation I, I really think that and this is I think where we get ourselves into trouble is when we start thinking that we are separate from anything else that we're you know actually interacting with it's it's all part of me in one say yeah in one sense it's it, this is all part of me so yeah it may be a conversation about business but it's how does how do I how, how do I interact in a you know, as a how do I interact as a business of Blaine Bartlett Blaine Bartlett is a business, yeah. Michelle Vendepass is a business. I mean, we can put it in that way as well as being a human being. Because I'm transacting all of the time. I'm transacting business in my relationships all over the place, whether there's a currency exchange or not. Um, there's there's a there's a relational dynamic. Where goods and services, you know, whether it's goodwill, whether it's, uh, whether it, you know, whatever it might be, something is being exchanged always yeah, in an interaction. That's the nature of a relationship. And you, you mentioned something about how do I find purpose in that? And to me, you know, I mean, if I, if, if I can find a way to be quiet long enough, purpose can find me. And I think that's, there's a, and I really do think that there's a difference between me going seeking purpose and being still enough to have purpose find me because purpose, and this goes back to soul and business, purpose just is, it, just, it is present, but I'm so caught up in noise that I don't listen for it. So I go looking for it. And if I'm, <laughs> and if I'm, if I'm lucky, I'll, 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 I'll screw up sometime and stumble and then I have to get quiet and then it, there it is.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't seek out purpose. It, it, it's like seeking out love, you know, it, it yeah. doesn't really happen that way. There are some tricks, though, and I think... That's
0: why I wanted to go there, because you've got some ways of doing this.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you really were on it when you talked about imagination, because I think creativity is one way that you can hook in and find your own purpose, find your own soul. And and that will also lead you to solar business, right? If you're, especially if you're a leader in your business. So if we think about leaders we may admire, even if we don't agree with them all, Richard Branson, Elon, Elon Musk, um, um, you know, all the top leaders, Oprah Winfrey, doesn't matter if you agree with them, you can see that they are highly creative, intuitive people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And that they all take time out of the, to doing of the day, the busy, busy doing of the day to just be. And, and yeah. so when you talk about imagination and, you know, I think creativity is the way in imagination, and creativity are, are very closely aligned.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you've got, um, you know, you mentioned that you have a couple of businesses that you run. One of them, um, that I'd like to touch on is, uh, Grace Point Matrix Publishing. Yeah. 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 And I mentioned this because a lot of these, a lot of the listeners to the show are entrepreneurs and, um, and, you know, just kind of getting prepared for the, uh, you know, the sit down with you here. One of the questions that, uh, I was considering is, do entrepreneurs need a book?
1: Oh, yeah. I love this question. So now we're (laughs) going to get like real brass tacks here. So uh, nobody needs a book. Would you Mm -hmm. love to have a book? Of course. Most people, not everybody, most people have a book on their bucket list, especially entrepreneurs, because they're get things done, motivated kinds of people who like to have another uh, check thing checked off their bucket list, right? Um, The the thing that a book will do for you is give you credibility, be a lead generation tool, set yourself apart from competitors in your industry. I don't care if you own a tire shop, you're a coach, you're going to teach podcasting, you're going to teach the soul of business, you've got you know, six books out, I think, right? Uh,
0: five books. I've got five books five out books now, yeah.
1: Out. Yeah, well, there's another one coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there is. There actually is. I, I was writing about that today.
1: Yeah, good. So, um, you know, need is, is sort of a funny word. I think every entrepreneur can benefit from having a book. And your expectation around what the book will do for you is something... I like to talk about at the very beginning. Are we creating this book to really set you you up as an authority in your field? Are you wanting to express some ideas that are different from your competitors? Do you just wanna share your inspirational story, which might be a different outcome, a different ROI than a lead generation book, which is click here, get your download PDF, go to my three part webinar series and then buy my 100,000k package or whatever it is right we all know about those sales funnels
0: yeah um,
1: and they work as well but you've got to you, we've got to have that conversation first what's the purpose of the book there's that there's yeah, that wording. yeah. And, and what's your expectation and what are you hoping the book will do for you and what are you going to put into the book? Like very often writing a book, just like doing a podcast or having a, a business, it ends up being a very um, introspective, spiritual, personal development journey because you have to wrestle with all your demons and your self-doubts. And, and so it's helpful to have someone kind of guide you through that mm-hmm. and make sure the project doesn't get stuck.
0: Yeah, that's, now speaking of, of purpose. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to put it back in the in the publishing domain. Um, yeah, one way that I can define purpose is to put it in the vernacular of for the sake of what I'm doing this for the sake of what, which is different than you know, Simon Seniak talks about you need to have a why, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the for the sake of what actually yeah, kind of. S- you know, takes a step beyond the why. It, it's why, well, I, I need a lead generating magnet, you know, so I'm gonna write a book, but for the sake of what? That starts to ask a question that begins, I think, to connect to purpose in a different way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, what's the for the sake of what of my business? Yeah, if, I, if I'm an entrepreneur, for the sake of what? Well, I'm gonna make money, I'm gonna secure my family's welfare. Uh, I want to bring a service to market, but for the sake of what? And if that starts to resonate, it is. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, so when you're working with your authors, yeah, how does that, and, and I'm not assuming that it has ever, but in retrospect now, as you kind of look back a little bit, how has that question, you know, kind of informed some of the work that you've done with some of uh, your, your authors? Well,
1: one of the questions that I ask an author usually in the first five minutes, a potential author or client or whoever, what is the one thing you want your reader to take away? Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit different take on what you're saying here, but I, I think it comes to sort of the same end. What's the point of writing a book? You know, and, and just like sales, what's in it for the reader? What's in it for your buyer? What's in it for your consumer? Forget about it's all about me, me, me. You know, a lot of people write a book and it's like, I want to tell my life story. Okay, and what do you hope your reader will take away from your life story? Let's focus on that.
0: Yeah. Now, you've got a book out on purpose. I do. Yeah. And the, the title of it is?
1: Uh, a purpose, the alignment guide. So it's a 28-day journey of journaling and coloring and exercises and contemplations to help you get in touch with your own creative spirit to unleash your purpose. And um, yeah, available everywhere yeah. books are sold.
0: Everywhere books are sold. Yeah, you know, all of the regular places here. Um There's a question that I have, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted to touch on the book because I think it's a segue into, in part, the answer to this. Um, We've got a purpose for business, okay? Business has a purpose for existing and tapping into that gives access to the soul of what the business is about. I, as a employee coming to work in a company, yeah, how do I, how do I mesh my purpose with a company's purpose? Is that possible? Number one, I think it is. Uh, But number two, uh, how do I go about doing that?
1: Yeah, you got to get in touch with who you are first, right? It just is like, what do I have to give? How can I express who I am in this organization? Now, Mm -hmm. there are, bad bosses and bad workplaces and misfits and bad fits, but I am not one of these people that says, oh my gosh, you have to quit your job and run and go find a job more in alignment because I sort of come from the old school of no matter where you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. so, If you can come to peace with the job you have and find a way to express purpose there, usually the next step will unfold for you. And so what I would say is spend 15 minutes every morning writing, take walks at lunch, don't get defensive. Often when we're in jobs we don't like or jobs that we just feel are a mismatch for our soul or for our purpose or for our expression, we get defensive about our work. Go into gratitude that you have a job. Go into gratitude that you've got money coming in. Go into gratitude that, you know, whatever you can feed yourself, your family, wherever you can find those moments of gratitude. And, you know, these sound like um, counterintuitive things, but really, if you can be okay with who you are and expressing yourself and taking that out into the world and into your work and into the job you have now, you'll be amazed at what future opportunities will then start opening.
0: I love that, and you know, I, and as I was looking away here, we, you know, the, the listener can't see this, but if you if you watch this on the video, you'll see that I was looking away while uh, Michelle was talking, and I was looking for something that I came across today, um, and it has to do with uh, optimization. Um, Let's see here. Uh, disaster, disaster is virtue's opportunity. I love that quote. Disaster is virtue's opportunity. Um, being, you know, Trying to be consistent with myself. So to the point that you know, kind of generated this last portion of the conversation, I have to know myself first. And wherever, whatever environment I find myself in, if I know myself well, my, my, I will find a way to express my purpose through what I'm doing and not be constrained by the environment. Um, Yeah, Admiral Stockdale, I've studied stoic philosophy for decades, Um, but yeah, I can't control the external environment. Yeah, I I, I do have some choices about where I end up, you know, know, physically, uh, at least most of us do, Uh, but I can't control the environment. I can't control the economy. I can't control what goes on around me necessarily, but I do have control over the self, what I think, how I feel, the attitude that I bring to the table, that sort of thing. And that's in part what I what I hear you speaking to is if I've done the work, and I've you know begun the exploration of who's the me that wants to you know, who's the me that wants to come out you know, what's and for for the sake of what I can do that in any environment. Yep,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, Michelle, where can people find out more about you? I know you've got a couple of different websites, but uh, the one that I think would be most useful uh, or that you think would be most useful would be
1: MichelleVanDepass.com. And even if you spell it wrong, you're likely to get to me, but it's Michelle with two L's, <laughs> VanDepass with no an R. Um, and. You'll find my TEDx there, my books there, lots of free downloads about purpose and passion and book writing and all kinds of stuff and a way to connect with me if you want to.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Michelle Vandepass, V-A-N-D-E-P-A-S dot com. And Michelle, again, I want to thank you so much for being such a gracious, gracious uh, guest. Uh, I have loved this conversation. It's uh, been in, uh, intriguing.
1: Yeah. That's been fun. Yeah. Thank
0: you, Blaine. Yeah, Enjoy I enjoyed your this. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. i be walking across here and let the dog bark at him. Um, this is uh, Blaine Bartlett. You've been listening to uh, The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, check out uh, my website, blainebartlett.com. Specifically, I want you to take a look at uh, the Mindset Mastermind page which is blainebartlett.com forward slash mindset mastermind. And if you have any kind of inkling at all that you'd like to improve how you are as a leader in business and in life, join the mastermind group. It's an ongoing group. Uh, you'll love the folks in there. They're world-class and we do some fascinating conversations and, uh, the explorations about what it means to be a leader. Uh, you know, really take form in that conversation. So, Again, Michelle, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see each other, uh, listeners, on the next go-around.